Welcome back, everybody. Hello. We are so excited. Yes, for season two. If there's any audio quality issues, I'm in a different location. I'm at my mom's house. We both have different headphones on. So yep. if there's any audio quality issues, that's why. Yep. Who knows? <laughs> Bear with us. So we wanted to do a couple of announcements before we get into the episode. The first announcement, which this is super exciting, is we are going to do a giveaway, but we want to keep you involved in the episode. So we're making you wait till the end of the episode (laughs) to hear (laughs) about the giveaway. Wait it out. Yep. (laughs) Wait it out. (laughs) It's a good one. It's worth it. If you're listening to the episode, you'll be the first to know how to get in. So we're very excited. And then we want to remind you all to submit questions. We do have some questions that are left over from episode one. So if they don't get answered eventually. Yeah, keep submitting. You can submit those questions through our link tree. Uh, We do have a few new followers since we started season one. So if you are new, uh, there is a disclaimer at the bottom of our episode just about how long the question should be, that all of the answers that we give, it's not professional advice. It's just our advice it's supposed to be like two sisters or something like that giving advice so please um don't sue us um no we're poor so (laughs) um and then the last thing we wanted to talk about was feedback we are just curious if there's something that you would like from season two or if there's any guests that you want to have so please go ahead and use our feedback form that is also in the link tree so let us know if there's anything else that you want from us because yeah. we've got some guests we've talked about having on. So if there's something that you really want to see, let us know. We're we're pretty open to some new ideas. So anyway, I guess anything else, Haley, before we no, go? No, that's all. So we okay. can jump into our hot takes. Now, this one, I was a little triggered by Taylor Swift's <laughs> version of Red. Oh, Taylor's version. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. That came out. Mm -hmm. So my hot take is about age gaps. Now we've talked about Megan Rinks before on the podcast and she had posted kind of her idea or her beliefs around age gaps, but she gave each individual category for age or she grouped ages a certain way and said, okay, anyone who's 18 to 20, you can only date inside of that range. Anyone who's 20 to 22 can date someone a year older. Very complicated things. Then the next Mm -hmm. night, someone commented on a post about all too well that she had posted that Megan posted and Mm -hmm. just pointed out that yes, the age gap between Taylor and Jake was sketchy, especially with Mm -hmm. where they were at in life. But this commenter mentioned that a lot of people were just looking past the Taylor and Connor Kennedy relationship. So him being 18 and her being, I think, 22 maybe, which I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't see as a huge issue. But this commenter just pointed out like, hey, why is no one even just talking about this? And Megan responded and was kind of catty about it and said, well, that's not the same thing at all. And mentioned how, sure, women can be predatory, but they don't have the power of the patriarchy on their side. And Which is true. And there's a difference between their age gap and a three to four year age gap with two people who are under 25. And she's very focused on mentioning that if you're under 25, you have a, you don't have a fully developed brain. But my hot take comes in where I have a problem with her not owning up to the fact that the night before she just posted saying an 18 year old should not be dating anyone who is older than 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. Yet it's okay when she wants to defend Taylor Swift. I'm not saying that Taylor Swift is in the wrong, mm-hmm. but my hot take is more of, well, here you are preaching this is what you believe, yet you're still willing to justify it for people, you know, who, who are famous, who you like, who are famous. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like, you know what? Why are we even commenting on age gaps? Mm-hmm. Why do Feels we feel a bit like hypocritical? It's, it is. 
because yeah. it's only used to justify certain situations mm-hmm. yet it's used to vilify others mm-hmm. so I don't think that it should That's be seen as one or the other I think that it's good to be aware of the age gaps and how those can affect relationships but yeah. she just set boundaries for age gaps the night before. Well, and how do you feel about the fact that she set boundaries for other people? I think that's exactly. where I'm feeling the most bothered. That it's she's trying to tell other people how old they can date and how old they yeah. can't. Now, I understand age gaps with like children and adults. Yes. So, yes. you know, a 16-year-old and a 25-year-old or something. Really creepy. Not right. No. Um, but once you're 18, I don't really know where you have the right to say what is too old for somebody else. That's no. just, that's not, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that feels like you're, you're kind of impeaching on other people's rights. Yeah. No, I see it more as if someone is asking for that invi- advice, or if you are sharing, like from my point of view, when I was 18, did I think that it would have been the best thing ever to date someone who was in their mid twenties, someone who had graduated college. And that's where I think that there's a difference between an age gap and where you're at in life. I think there was a good point when Megan said that there was fully developed brains at like 25, 26. Um, That makes sense to me as well. And keeping that into account, but then I'm also sitting and thinking about your relationship in particular with grandpa. Yeah. That's what we like to call him, by the way, to our listeners, um, Logan <laughs> is grandpa. And you can call him that as much as you want. Please call him that. Oh my gosh. He's granddaddy. Oh no. Oh no. There's There was quite an age gap between you and him. What What was it yeah. again? Um, seven years. So I just turned seven 25 years. and he just turned 32. And did your family have a problem with how old he was and just kind of his life experience in general? Um, not necessarily. And I think that was because, because of everything that like led to him being where he was at before we even started dating, just when we became friends that they were understanding we were both in our last year of college. We had Mm -hmm. both gone through different experiences, but could relate to each other on a lot of different levels. I had watched my siblings or other people in my life go through the experiences that he went through. And I went, yeah. you know, I went into that relationship, that friendship in the beginning before we even dated, having a better understanding of where he was at in his life. And so I feel like I was able to learn from others and bring that knowledge to our relationship where I watched him date other people who were about my age or older, who didn't have that, not sense of maturity, but maybe that knowledge or understanding of like other life experiences outside of the, you know, picture perfect world that a lot of people lived in and BYU would grow up in where Mm -hmm. they see their life going a certain kind of way and everything is very clean cut and everything works out really well. And those Mm -hmm. people that he dated just, they weren't able to understand him. His life was in a completely different place. Yes. Where they just thought, you know, for them it was, well, I'm 20, I'm 21, 22 years old and I'm going to school and I'm going to graduate and I'll get married and I'll have babies and I'll do this and that. And mm. life is just <laughs> life is just so easy. And that is the life that I'm going mm-hmm. to live. And I don't watch PG-13 movies because I only think that Disney movies are appropriate. <laughs> like the, those are the kind of girls that I watch to date. And for him, he was like, you know what? I have lived very much of the real world and I'm aware of the, what that is like. Mm-hmm. And I was that person who grew up outside of the church bubble and was well aware of life Mm -hmm. experiences that other people have. And I was able to meet him on that level. Yeah. And I had wondered that too, because I remember you two graduating at the same time. And it's not that neither of you are immature. I actually think you're just very mature for your age. And so there's this ability to meet him where he's at. Finding where you're at maturity-wise and in life. Mm -hmm. Because I think you made a good point that some people don't even go to college. They just go straight into having kids or working a job or something else. And so just figuring out where you meet that other person. 
Um, it's interesting because I have this conversation about age gaps a lot with people, especially like other girls that I know that are still dating and where they sit. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm actually perfectly fine dating somebody who's a little younger than me. Yeah, uh, I can be a little <laughs> immature sometimes. <laughs> and so I feel like I get along better with people who are a little bit younger mm-hmm. than me. But that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to go up in age either. I think my age gap as of right now is between like 23 and 30s about where I mm-hmm. feel comfortable. I'm 26. But then I talk to other girls and they're like, I will absolutely never date anyone younger than me. They have to be older or something like mm-hmm. that. And I don't have anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with that. But I do think that that shows uh, that we understand ourselves and who we would meet with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maturity exactly. wise. Because so. like before I only dated people who are the same exact age as me <laughs> or in the sense that we graduated <laughs> high school the same year and mm-hmm. I, I think it just so happened where those two people I decided that where they were at in life didn't align where didn't align to where either I was at or where I wanted to be at and so I was like hmm, let me try a little bit older and then I realized okay well older doesn't necessarily equate to meaning that they're where I want to be at in life and so then it just turned out that when you set me up with Logan that it all worked out because trust me I was I, I was it. set up with other people his age did not turn out well well they were blind not they were it. also blind dates but I didn't know them at all and no mm-hmm. uh-uh, not for me my thing is And I've noticed this too. And I don't want to like stereotype every single man into these two categories. This is just what I've typically seen. When I have dated guys who are older than me, even if it's just a year, they always are almost too mature Mm -hmm. or too stern about life to the point that I'm like, do you have fun? (laughs) Do you enjoy things? Yeah. Do you you like things? Because... I don't see that. And then I date younger and they tend to be a little more fun. Um, They just seem a little more silly or like, I don't know, maybe not as serious about yeah. life. And that's just my personality. I try not to take life too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, Even in my counseling sessions and stuff, I we're always laughing, cracking jokes and stuff. It's that's just my way of therapy. <laughs> so yeah, so I... I tend to appreciate a good sense of humor and a good natured spirit. And you can be serious when it's needed, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where a lot of that comes from. I mean, most of my friends are younger than me. I think I only have one or two that are maybe older than yeah, me. That's so I am now too. It just, yeah, yeah. It just says a lot about where, <laughs> where I sit. So, um, Actually, it's great that we're talking about this because we could transition right into my hot Perfect. take. Perfect. I was just this. about to ask you. <laughs> so this actually goes right into my hot take because we're still talking about dating. And mine is, why are we so embarrassed to be on dating apps? I am to blame <laughs> for this. <laughs> I am the kind of person who will be embarrassed or ashamed to be on dating apps. I kind of am like, uh, I don't really want to tell people. I, I hope mean, people don't know. If they see me, I'm like, everyone don't like on it. Them. I know so many other people that are like, they almost act like they're too cool for them. Even if they're on them, they're like, yeah, I, I'm on it, but I don't really. Yeah, I'm like, it. uh, not, I just like do I, it for fun. It's just kind or... of a side mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and if you're on there, it's almost like if you are looking for a serious relationship, that's almost looked down upon. Like if you were to mm. put. Like I, I'm looking for a wife in your bio or something. It's like an automatic red flag. (laughs) (laughs) And I just don't understand that. I don't understand that. Like, okay. I I understand that in hookup culture, people aren't always on there to look for like a significant other, (laughs) but for the most part, at least from what I know and from LDS culture and stuff, most people are on these apps to find somebody like they want to get married they hope that it'll eventually turn into marriage which leads to another question which is why are people so embarrassed to say that they want a boyfriend or girlfriend or that they want to get married it's like it's like I'm just casually dating because you feel almost needy Mm -hmm. if you say like 
I want a boyfriend. I don't think there's anything no. wrong with saying that, but it's almost like we've turned society into this point that like, I have to if justify. you say you're actively seeking for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're actively seeking a boyfriend or a husband, wife or girlfriend that you're almost like really needy or desperate. And I don't like that. Like we're humans. We're meant to be in relationships. It's back to like our caveman days. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is a very human need to have somebody. And, um, and psychologically it is fulfilling to be in a relationship. There's yes, you can be fulfilled with yourself, but like it does make people happier if they're in a good relationship they're happier. Yeah. That's just facts. Can I ask you a question? question. Oh, okay. Ahead. Do you feel pressure to kind of justify you being single? Like, do you feel like you have to, do you feel pressured into saying, oh, well, I'm just dating casually or, oh, well, I'm just not looking to get married. Oh, I'm just doing this for me right now. Like, do you feel that pressure that mm-hmm. you have to tell people or like explain? Yeah. Oh yeah. And especially the the pressure to over-explain that I'm happy yes, by myself. that's what I meant. That like, yeah, that I'm happy on my own. That I am fulfilled with myself. Because I hear so many people tell me that like, it's when you're not looking that you'll find somebody. That that stupid cliche. So it's almost like, I feel like I'm going to jinx myself if I'm, if I'm saying like, oh yeah, I'm pursuing or I'm mm-hmm. looking for somebody. I have to be like, nope perfectly happy on my own and if he comes he comes which I've gotten to the point and maybe this is just a psychological thing I've done to myself (laughs) (laughs) some Pavlov stuff you know um I've gotten to the point that I actually do feel that way that I'm not super actively looking if it I'm more just like if it happens it happens um and I'm okay with that but I think I would be lying if I said sometimes I wasn't sad Mm -hmm. Or like wished I had a little more. I'm 26. Like all of my friends are getting married and having Mm -hmm. kids and stuff like that. And but it's like I can't say I'm I'm looking because then that looks desperate. But then I'm being pressured on the other side to look. Yeah. Because it's like, why are you alone? Mm -hmm. And And it's like you can't win. No, because when you say that you're happy, like there are always going to be people in the back. That you worry or thinking, like, oh, well, she's just the- saying yeah. that or she's, she's just, just that, yeah. yeah, I hate that. Yeah, she, I know she wants kids. I know she yeah. wants to be married. And it's not that I don't. And it's also not like this thing that consumes me all the time. Yeah. Which I think if people, if I tell somebody that I'm looking for a boyfriend or a husband, they're going to think I'm just like consumed <laughs> with it. And I'm like, yeah. no, isn't that what dating's for? Yeah. What like. I'm not just dating to like waste your time and money on someone. Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. Like I'm dating because I want to find somebody and I don't even know if this like makes sense. It sounds like you get it Haley. And I hope that our listeners get it too, because I just feel so stuck on how to like say where I'm at because it just feels like I can't win no I mean that's how I feel like with kids it's yeah yes I can say oh yeah sure having a family sounds great at some point but also like I love the life that I have right now and I don't have an interest in changing that intentionally (laughs) right now (laughs) if it accidentally changes then don't really have a say in that then it changes yeah. but yeah I I don't I don't know I, I feel that pressure too I get it I don't need to brag about how much I love my life and how much I don't have an interest in having kids right now but people mm-hmm. are asking me and, and they're like oh the well it'll thing- always change yeah oh yeah yeah and and the biggest thing for me is just being able to say how you feel and not having pressure on either side like what's wrong with somebody saying yeah I'd love to have a boyfriend or I'd love to have a girlfriend and what's wrong with somebody saying no I'm totally happy on my own Mm -hmm. I think of um I almost think in a way it could be culturally insensitive too to people who are like asexual or aromantic to be like why don't you want somebody (laughs) you know you you just never know no and so or people who are lgbtq and are closeted and 
don't feel comfortable saying why they're not looking for somebody. I I think there's more to it than just me being some white head that's upset. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it can be culturally insensitive too. Mm -hmm. And so I think just let people answer how they actually feel and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Move on. Don't pressure them to be one way or the other. So I'll, I'm, and I'm going to ask you this after I say it, Mm -hmm. but in all honesty, you're hearing it now. I am happy where I'm at. And if somebody were to come along, I wouldn't turn them down, but I'm not really actively seeking. I'm not going to go and ask guys on dates or like be the first one there. I'd rather have somebody like pursue me for once. Cause that, that hasn't really happened my whole life. Yeah. So that's more of what I'm looking for. Um, and, and I want to hear your opinion on kids. Where do you sit? Your actual honest opinion. There, there are a lot of reasons as to why I'm choosing not to have kids right now. But mm-hmm. in all honesty, like I am very happy with where I'm at. I, I struggle to maintain the lifestyle that I have right now as far as like keeping a clean house and keeping an actual schedule and taking care of all of the things that need to be taken care of, making sure that I have all of my work done and that I'm doing the best that I can do professionally, that I I am comfortable with where I'm at. And I know that right now, like I would not be able to mentally handle teaching full-time and having a kid like if Mm -hmm. I'm already struggling to maintain having a house (laughs) and a full-time job why would I willingly and knowingly bring another life into the world when I already like need to take care of myself and struggle to do that (laughs) like Like, like, take care of my own life like it would just be irresponsible I I mean so for me there's not an interest I mean I don't have any desire in working all day and coming home and also having to keep another human being alive because I'm still trying to keep myself alive (laughs) most days, honestly. But that's how I feel. If it were to happen, if I were to have a surprise baby, then obviously I would have to care for that baby and I would have to figure things out. But right now Mm -hmm. we'll not be intentionally procreating. (laughs) I appreciate you sharing that because I think it showed a lot of integrity on your part to be able to say how you honestly feel. And I think too often we, especially in the LDS community, we feel pressured to say one way or the other Mm -hmm. uh, instead of just saying how we honestly feel. And it's no one's body or life or anything else, but our own. And so being able to, state how we feel and stick to it, I think is really important. Um, And I would be really interested to hear from our listeners. If you want to send us a DM, um, tell us about your age gaps. Where are you at? Tell us about uh, if you're on dating apps, if you want to be dating, if you're married and want to have kids or want to have more kids or don't want any kids, like just kind of tell us where you're at in life. Yeah. And try and be honest about it and just see how that feels. Um, I think you're going to feel a lot of freedom, especially if that's not something you're used to, because I think there's a lot of, especially women who feel pressured to say one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so try and say how you feel and just let us know. Yeah. That would be what fun that to is share. Like for you. Yeah. To yeah. share those responses anonymously, yeah. just, I feel like a lot more people could probably relate to it and it could make a lot of people feel less lonely in their thoughts yeah and if you want to share it anonymously um you can do it through uh our feedback form um you can just do it anonymously there but it would be really cool to hear other people's thoughts on the matter so we're going to move on to thriving not thriving how are you doing I don't know I'm kind of in this weird place because I am I'm like doing really well because it's Thanksgiving I only have like one more assignment Um, I'm getting to see you and the podcast is starting again which is so fun And it's, I've been looking forward to this all week. I've been telling everyone probably to the point that I've annoyed people. I'm like, (laughs) 
I'm recording. I'm recording on okay, Monday. Don't forget. I'm recording. I get it. Like, don't, I'm a celebrity, obviously. Don't forget. Um, <laughs> at the same time, I my room that I'm staying in is an absolute mess. Haley saw it. It is just a disaster. I don't think I've worn normal pants for like four days. And <laughs> okay. Oh, that sounds glorious. No money. I'm so broke. So I'm just in a very weird place. So I don't really know. I'm I'm just I'm I'm very in between, which is okay. You, it's yeah, okay. you're su- surviving. I'm surviving. Um, but I am glad that the semester is almost over. I am ready to like really have a break, and I literally only have one more assignment. Oh. It's actually really exciting. I think you guys would like to hear about this. So we have to watch a movie and then we have to watch a character in the movie and basically give them a diagnosis. Now it has to be somebody Ooh. that would have something that is diagnosable. Um, so they give us a list like Perks of Being a Wallflower and Shatter or Shutter Island and um, The Joker and things like that. Uh and I asked if I could watch my own movie because, so I had just watched Dear Evan Hansen. I don't know if you've oh, seen that yet. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. It's pretty good. I actually okay. liked it a lot. Um, I want to. It's, it's a little it's trigger warning. It is about suicide. So if you do mm-hmm. decide to watch it, anybody who's listening, um, it does discuss that very heavily. And so if that's triggering for you, probably don't watch it. Um, and it can be a little light on it at the beginning, but they do a really good job of like um, taking it more seriously through the movie but um the main character they said he was diagnosed with anxiety and I just feel like there's more going on than that I actually Mm -hmm. have a suspicion of maybe like ASD something along those lines so I kind of want to use my DSM and see if the anxiety Mm -hmm. diagnosis is correct or if there's more going on Um, so that will be kind of cool And that is the only other assignment I have. And then I'm done until my last semester. I'm graduating next semester. Yeah. I'm so close. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And then I will have all these credentials after my name. And we couldn't figure Uh, them out. I've asked like four different people what they'll be. And they've all said different things. So hopefully I'll figure out what my credentials actually are. That'll be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway. How are you? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I even typed in our little show notes that Thanksgiving break is soon. I have one more day of school left. It's tomorrow. It'll be a really chill day. But the day we come back is our first field trip. And most of my students Ooh. have not been on a field trip since either the end of first grade. So I teach fourth grade or the beginning of second grade because of COVID. So these are kids. Oh, good luck. I know. I know. <laughs> so slightly nervous. I'm going through my evaluation year right now in teaching. So I have to be fully evaluated for this entire school year in order to get my teaching certificate that I originally got when I graduated in order for that to be transferred into what's considered a professional certificate I have to be fully evaluated so right now Mm -hmm. I have what's considered an initial certificate that would just expire if I didn't actually Mm -hmm. go into teaching so with that being said I am observed three times at the beginning of the year during this first semester or the first two quarters And two of those observations are surprise observations from people from the district. Mm -hmm. They can come in at any moment. Oh, And one scheduled with my principal. I finished my last one last week, but that means that going into next, the next two quarters. So starting in January, all of my observations will be unannounced. (laughs) so like I have to be fully on top of it at all times and it's more of they're they're going in because seven different standards that they're looking at and each standard has five to seven points where they need to collect data to be able to prove that I deserve my certificate and whatnot so what they just stamp that at the top yeah. of it if you didn't pass they're like you don't deserve this <laughs> yeah so it's 
It's like they have all of these points that they have to see. And it's not just going in and and being like, oh, well, she has good vibes. I feel like she's a great teacher (laughs) because she loves her kids. And when I go in the classroom, they're learning. No, they have very (laughs) specific things that they have to check off. Like, I have to see you say this. I have to see you set your lesson up this way. I have to see you interact in this very specific way and use this very specific wording. And if you forget to do that, then I can't check that off. And when you sit down for any, when I sit down for any of my meetings then it's like, well, we could not check this off because we did not see this exact thing. So it's like that Mm -hmm. mindset of when someone comes in, it's like, okay, what are the things that they are looking for that I have to show to them? But yep, I'm happy to have a break for a few days. Um, My nephew was born on Halloween. Yay! Haven't met him. A little Halloween baby. I know. Oh, I'm so excited I'm for so you. Excited. Oh, it's I'll a little baby. Pictures. I'll post on. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys will probably see it. I'll I'll post on the Instagram story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be posting about our Thanksgiving because I'm sure. Share all the pictures, please. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I would say. I mean, I guess I'm I'm thriving for the most part. Sure. Good. Yeah. Good. So we want to take a little break. Yes. Get hydrated yes. and then we'll come back and um, answer some questions. Unless you want to say make something sure inappropriate. Your tongues <laughs> are wetened. Okay. By your water. <laughs> All right. We will be back. All right. So question one comes from Becky, who is 23. And she asks, how did you guys know what you wanted to do? Did it ever change? And do you have any advice for people who are starting to figure out their career or thinking about changing? So how did we know what we wanted to do? Um, (laughs) I've always been very bossy. I like to be in charge. A self-aware queen. Yes. (laughs) I have four sisters, but one, only one younger sister. And I forced her to play school with me. Then going into high school, I went through this whole phase of working around a lot of adults and then thinking, oh my gosh, adults are the worst. I don't want to work with adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I loved school. And so it only made sense that I should be a teacher and stay in school for the rest of my life. And that's really all I ever really thought of doing. I think Except I, yes. for when you graduated, there was like a hot minute where you were like, I don't know that I ever want to teach again. (laughs) Yes, that is very true. Okay. Yeah. Did it ever change? I had a very like, I don't know, trauma, not traumatizing. I don't know. I had a very difficult student teaching experience because I was by myself. I had to move out of Idaho to Salt Lake. That was the first year that I didn't have any of my sisters out there. I always had at least one two or even three of my sisters out there, my entire college experience. Um, I was away from all of my friends. Logan and I had started dating, but we were long distance. I didn't connect with my roommate. So I was by myself the whole time. So I was very isolated. I developed like really unhealthy, like eating habits and study habits slash like prepping habits for teaching the next day. And so all of that just led me to not knowing if I ever wanted to teach after graduating. So yeah, it took me a couple of years before I actually decided to go into teaching. Dabbled in a little bit of real estate, um, managing, <laughs> and I daycare. was, yeah, I, I worked for a daycare and I ran their educational programs. I was a coordinator. So I tried a little bit of this and that. And honestly, I don't regret taking that time after college. I mean, I felt so much pressure coming up on graduation and feeling like, oh, I have so many people who have already been accepted to their dream school where they wanted to teach. And they get to Mm -hmm. move and start this new adventure with 
their friends that they made while student teaching, or they decided to stay at the school they were student teaching at and they were offered a position. And I just didn't know where I wanted to be. So I knew that as a teacher, I could essentially pick anywhere and move anywhere, but I did not want to make that decision. And I'm glad that I took the time to explore what I wanted to do. And my parents were supportive of it. I was, wasn't necessarily pressured to jump into teaching just because that's what I got my degree in. What about you? Yeah. So for me, it was kind of, it was a really weird roller coaster yeah. <laughs> getting to this point. Um, so I had worked with kids in several different fashions through like high school, elementary school. Like I, I've literally been babysitting since I was 12 years old and I got into college thinking, I really want to do therapy. I think it'd be cool to be like a relationship therapist. And so I started off with marriage and family therapy. And then while I was on my mission, I was like, I don't know. The confidentiality stuff was hard for me because there was a lot of stuff about if you saw somebody in a store, you couldn't like say hi to them first. Mm -hmm. Or uh, there was just a lot of that really overwhelmed me for some reason. So I switched over to child development thinking maybe I'll run like a daycare or preschool. Well, little did I know three or four years into it, uh, confidentiality still exists in that that (laughs) sector too. So uh, I don't know. I was like, I guess this is where I'm at now. (laughs) And, um, And so I just thought, okay, what is a way that I can mesh the two things together? How can I take child development and take therapy and put them together? And I thought, well, counselors in schools, what if I tried something like that? And I went to a middle school and I did a school counseling internship my last semester, actually. And I loved every single minute of it. It was so fun. I That was one of those places that I just wanted to go back every day. I couldn't wait to go back. I had so many ideas and things I wanted to do. And obviously I wasn't counseling yet because I wasn't under a license, but like I was just the idea of it was so exciting for me. And then I went through that like weird friendship breakup thing in 2019 that it was that same semester. And I remember thinking, I don't want people to get stuck in toxic relationships like that. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do something where I could stop that from happening. And I thought, well, a lot of times kids who um, aren't raised maybe in the best of homes, or maybe they don't know proper social skills, things like that, it may be, they may easily get into something like that and not know how to get out. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and I thought, what a better time to implement social skills and emotional skills. And they call it that they call it social emotional yes. learning in schools. That's, that's what counseling is there. And students. Need um, it. I mean, and so <laughs> I, I just found this need. I found this thing I was really passionate about and I I just really wanted to go into it. And I actually ended up taking a year off um, after I graduated. I just wanted some time to myself. I ended up getting a foot injury. That's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And so I spent a lot of time just kind of doing my thing. I actually ended up working in a daycare for like two days and I hated it. (laughs) So, yeah, it was just, it was not the vibe. So I was like, okay, this is obviously not where I'm supposed to be. And the more I do this profession, the more I love it. I just, I always want to go back. I've even had some like hard times um, in some of my schools. And I've had people say like with, with people in the schools, I guess, like staff or whatever. And I've had people tell me, I hope that doesn't like sour your experience of school counseling. And I just tell them, no, it's, it has nothing to do with that. Like I love working with the kids. Mm-hmm. I love coming up with new ideas and new things to, to get them through whatever they're going through. Um, a lot of kids have a really hard time communicating how they're feeling. So it kind of feels like it's my own little detective case and I have to kind yeah. of investigate and get to the bottom of it. And it's just, it is so fun. And it's one of those things. And I feel like Haley can probably agree to this. It is one of those things where I feel like I will never stop learning. I'm always going to be challenged or pushed in a different way. No two kids are the same. Um, And for her, no two kids, no two days are the same. 
Um, I've definitely been in jobs where it is the same thing day after day and it gets that monotony gets really tough, but there are people who thrive off of monotony. Mm -hmm. Um, My brother is one of those. I think he prefers it. So my advice to you is, first of all, you need to decide if you want monotony or if you want change every day. That is that is the first biggest step. If you can't sit still at a desk for (laughs) a long time and you need to move and go and do, you need to find something that's going to fit into that part. And then I want you to look at like all of your interests. What are your hobbies? What are your interests? I found myself always watching YouTube videos like self-help and um, relationships and, you know, learning things about body language, about people and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. it just intrigued me so much. And I realized even after the fact that like, I've been, I've been looking at psychology stuff for years and years and didn't realize how much I was really invested in this until I actually got into the profession. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, kind of look for stuff like that. And then, um, once you find what you enjoy, then you can start to narrow it down to, is it, do you want to go directly into something you enjoy? Do you want something that may make more money, but maybe you don't enjoy it as much? Um, kind of go that way. That's probably how I would narrow it down, but I don't know if Haley has other suggestions. I mean, I, I would say if you don't know if you can handle monotony, I thought that's what I wanted at first. And that's why Mm -hmm. I took an office job. Well, off the bat, when I started my daycare, I thought, okay, well, I want to try out having a set schedule. At least I know that I'm going to be active during the day. And then I thought, oh, well, no, I just want every day to be the same. I want to come in and I want to know what my expectations are. And I don't want to have different things thrown at me or different situations. Sat in an office job that I hated for two years and realized, no, I don't want to sit at a desk (laughs) for eight and a half, nine hours a day. (laughs) And I couldn't do it. And then luckily I was able to get into teaching. So I say it's okay to try out different things. Both Rady and I have had our fair share of random jobs Oh, Um, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, my favorite job I've ever had was working at a local pizza place that my dad's friend owned. And I, there was never a day that I woke up and didn't want to go to work. (laughs) Yes. Like, places are so underrated. Oh, I loved it. I love working at those. Like, that's what I did right out of college. Within a month of graduating, I was making like eight dollars an hour and did that over the summer because I didn't know what I wanted to do and I was lucky enough to be able to you know live with my parents during that time so I wasn't forced into an adult job but if you do I mean I feel like nowadays if you're not enjoying it and you need to find enjoyment out of your job and you're able to find a new job then do it change Mm -hmm. as often as you feel like you need to until you figure out where you want to be and maybe you figure out where you want to be and you're there for three or four years and you realize okay that point in my life is over and it's time to move on to something else because I'm inspired by something else and I think that's okay no (laughs) well I was going to say that is a perfect segue into our second question so yes perfect segue it's kind of funny. So Haley and I usually choose these questions ahead of time. And sometimes we'll kind of go with a the theme and other times we won't. And we, our theme was just kind of maybe easier, more fun questions for this first episode. But now that I'm looking at them, I'm thinking this is all about just being an adult <laughs> and trying yeah. to figure out your life as a young adult. That's really the theme here, um, which I just, I found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. So this next question is, where do you want to end up living? Like location, area, what career profession do you want for the rest of your life? So we already kind of answered the last part, which is teaching and school counseling. Unless oh, no. Haley is like going to pull a 360 on us. Well, I was going to say it's 180 not for the rest. It says for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So we have chosen, I mean, careers right now. So we're at the beginning of our careers, but 
is that the career that you want for the rest of your life? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? You know, you're, you made a good point because I know so many people, like, specifically, I want to do elementary school counseling. And I know people who got into elementary school and were like, I, I have to be in a middle school or I have to go work at a clinic now. I can't be around kids all day, every day. Um, so there's, there's some nuance there. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if something like that were to end up happening with me where maybe I do some sort of adult group or something outside of just school counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of school counselors who find a place and they stay for 30, 40 years and they're, <laughs> they go till retirement and then they're done, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I can't, I don't, I can't predict, (laughs) I can't predict the future. Yeah. And as of right now, school counseling is where I'm at. It it sounds like you're pretty comfortable teaching too. I was going to say, well, there, and I don't know how it works with school counseling, but there are so Mm -hmm. many different avenues you can go down once you get into Mm -hmm. the classroom. So after your first three years in the classroom and you have that professional certificate, then the more you further your education, you can become an instructional coach. You can get into administration. You can begin working in the district office and write curriculum. You can leave the school system in general and go and work for curriculum writers or work for textbook companies. Uh, For me, originally, when I was in college, I knew that I wanted to get my three years of teaching in the classroom done so that I could work for a hospital and I could be that, I don't know if there's a specific word for it. I think that it varies with each hospital, but I wanted to be that kind of hospital to school connection where interesting. I, I watched the show in college and it only had one season. It was called the Red Band Grey's Anatomy. Society. No, <laughs> I love Grey's Anatomy, but the Red Band Society. And I think it was on maybe Fox or ABC and it followed these, these kids um, who were all dealing with, you know, varying illnesses in a hospital wing. And they all came to the same classroom every single day. And I know that isn't the reality for a lot of hospitals, but there are some hospitals in my area who have that kind of kind of situation, or they have a hospital teacher who works with the classroom teachers. Mm. So acting as more than just a tutor. So that's something that I'm really interested in doing but I would need to wait until I have my first three years done in order to even apply so Mm -hmm. I would love to do that Uh, I personally don't see myself in the in the general education classroom until I retire so for me like I'm using that as a stepping stone to then be able to go and do something else so I would love to also write curriculum I I love I love teaching, but I'm not given the time to thoughtfully plan my lessons. And mm-hmm. if I were to do that, then that would take away every single minute of free time that I have. So mm-hmm. I would love to be a curriculum writer who can write for the district and give out those free resources that I know were thoughtfully written out coming from a teacher's perspective that wants something that is actually going to be meaningful and beneficial because the resources that I'm receiving now from our curriculum writers, they are very rushed and have not been edited. There are a lot of errors. It's not very engaging. So I would love to be able to go into that and Mm -hmm. be able to help teachers in the classroom. (laughs) So if I'm not given the time to plan, like I would just love to spend all day planning And no, I'm not the one teaching it, but at least I can go in and I can meet with other teachers and teach them how to use that curriculum. So I've kind of been more interested in that side. That's really cool. I'm sorry for assuming. No, that's okay. (laughs) I didn't know that there was other avenues. There really, I mean, with school counseling, yes and no, 
Um, most of the time, the other avenues are other types of counseling, but you don't need to be a school counselor in order to do that. You just need your gotcha. LPC. Yeah. So that's why I was like looking into maybe going into a clinic a couple days a week or something mm-hmm. and working with adults. I've had this feeling, this gut instinct when I work sometimes with adults versus kids that I may be a little better with adults, but that doesn't mean that that's where I want to be. And that's been really yeah. tough for me. And so maybe splitting my time mm-hmm. and working more with kids would be a good idea. I, I actually, my supervisor last semester did that. She would work three days a week with kids and then two days a week with adults. Oh. And I think that would be kind of cool. Just yeah. break up the routine a little bit. I don't that know. is nice. I know. I so have that's, yeah. But I don't remember where my mind was going. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if it comes back to me. Where, okay. We'll where see. do you want to end up living? Um, <laughs> I want you to move here. I, obviously. I want um, you to be I'm actually going counselor. to sleep in Haley's bed with her. We're kicking Logan out. So. It's a king bed. Yeah. It can all fit. Just that's that's really the only answer I have for that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Actually, that's the right answer. Make, I thought Logan was gonna sleep on the couch. He might sleep on like the end of the bed like a dog. He can keep our, our feet warm. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Comes Hopefully he doesn't mind I kick a little. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> um, anyway, aside from having granddaddy at the end of the bed. Um <laughs> I'm so sorry, Logan. I know you're listening. <laughs> um, I okay. So I I don't want to rant about this too much, but okay. I've got issue with this question. Not not the person who asked it, <laughs> but more that if I don't answer a specific way to other Idahoans, I oh. get in so much trouble. Oh. Like basically, my only answers here should be that I want to live on a farm or I want to live somewhere where there's no people around and. Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho are like prime real estate here. And I want none of it. No thanks. No, thank you. And in fact, when I tell people where I want to live, it is automatically met with, okay, remember, remember the key word here. I want to live here. I get met with, you don't want to live there. Oh my God, thanks for telling me. where I want to live thanks but no um so I actually genuinely if I could live anywhere I want to live in San Diego I think San Diego is beautiful um it is so warm there when I went there I've been there a couple times everybody's just out and happy and walking around and like there's the beach. I love the beach. I would be so happy somewhere where it's sunny all the time and there's water nearby. I am mm. an absolute hoe for water. Oh. Um, <laughs> a water hoe, if you will. <laughs> um, and so I just, I couldn't imagine myself living somewhere where there's no population around. Like I want to be somewhere where there's people. And I want so to I be where the people are. Yes. Sorry. Oh my gosh. The Little Mermaid is like my favorite movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, Haley knows. And you. so when people tell me I don't want to live there, I'm like, well, I'm sorry you don't want to live there, but that's not, that's not my fault. No. Um, they, they usually get come at me with, oh, it's California or oh, it's, it costs too much or there's too much crime. Well, guess what? It's fine. <laughs> I'm let okay that be my it. problem. I, yeah. Let those be my issues. And I really don't mind if it's a little more expensive or a lot more expensive. I don't mind if there's more crime. Um, I can find my way around that. Like there's people who live there who don't have a problem with it you know I just I can make my own I'm I'm okay but if for some reason I couldn't end up there specifically I would just want to be somewhere warm near a beach with some city that like those are probably my my top qualifications for a place to live um and I would come back to Idaho maybe for like a week in the winter usually for I can deal with snow for about a week and then I'm done. (laughs) It's like, it's only cute for so long. It's only, yeah, it really. Cute and cozy. When it's all brown and slushy, 
it loses its cute factor and I'm over it. Yeah. So this, this is the dream is just somewhere warm. And I love, you know, oh. Haley's bed is near those places. It is. That's it is. I love so, where I live. so I guess that's option number two. Yeah. It's a great option. Yeah. How about you? It's Haley, warm. I mean, right next to me. Really though, I love where I live. Um, I grew up visiting my parents' hometown, which is only four hours away, and we would visit at least once once a month growing up. So I love the idea of living close to family and being able to visit. I have a sister that's three and a half hours away, and other sisters that I think will eventually make their way somewhere over here. One sister that will likely be living on a farm in Idaho <laughs> with her husband. Oh no. Because her husband Tell her good luck. Yeah, her, her husband uh lives in Idaho and his parents have a little barn and they have their own little they have their own land and we'll see. That might be their life, which is fun. I mean, fun it's during fun. the summer in Boise and they have a cute mm-hmm. cow, so I'm down to visit for a week. I had a blast. I like the warmth. Yeah, I like the warmth. I like being near my family. I love my nieces and nephews. I have loved being able to visit them. So I want to be somewhere where I can drive to family. I would be fine staying here forever. I like the idea of Tennessee. I like the idea of Texas. Somewhere warm, somewhere I can take a day trip to the beach or your you know. accent will fit in great there so yeah. exactly yeah. I like I love the south I I just I love the south the south is great yeah, it, just, it really is which is it's why my comfort I zone happy there yeah. yeah yeah so that actually you talking about your siblings would be a great transition into my yeah. last question no so. This person remained anonymous, but they asked, do you get along with all of your siblings as adults? So I'm glad they put in as adults. I have four sisters, three older sisters, one younger. Growing up, we didn't always get along, which makes sense. I mean, there was always someone going through puberty and it's like, (laughs) once the first one started, it didn't stop for like... (laughs) 18 years. Oh, no. Oh, so, no. Way too much estrogen. Exactly. Um, but as adults, I mean, my sisters are, I mean, not my only friends because you're my friend. And I have like two. You sure? Two, I have two other friends other than you. You sure? But I think. I know Just I at kidding. least have I'm one. I'm her friend. I mean, I at least have one more. The other one, okay. it's like you know, on and off, but. And now that Logan's her husband, he's not a friend. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, Uh, yeah. Don't forget about that. (laughs) He was the half I was talking about. (laughs) That's like, that's like when people, this was one of the funniest things, sorry, not to sidetrack, but this was one of the funniest things when I was in school. One of my favorite things is when church leaders would be like, invite your friends, your family, your roommates. And it was like, a lot of times I was usually friends with my roommates and so I'd be like, no, there's a difference. My roommates, you're <laughs> not my friends. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Um, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. So they are essentially my only friends. I mean, I talk to them. I talk to at least one of them every day. We FaceTime each other. We have a big FaceTime Ooh. group. So anytime we want to talk. We'll just FaceTime the entire family and it's really whoever joins will join. And we do that. Uh, I mean, sometimes or some weeks it's every single day, other times it's every other day. So yes, I get along with my siblings as adults for the most part. Anytime we're all together, um, one of us will end up ending an argument in tears. (laughs) That's guaranteed. So if we go on a family trip, like we know if we're spending more than a couple days together, like one person will end up in tears, but at least again, self-aware, self-aware queen. Yeah. So we know it's <laughs> going to happen. Was it me a lot growing up? <laughs> Maybe. 
is it, I won't say so. Is it always me now? Not always. Maybe. <laughs> Are we all slightly hair behind her ears? Are we all slightly Ryan? sensitive? yes but put us all in a room and we're gonna sync up like things are gonna happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah for the most part we get along we all have our own dynamics within the the group so we all know who we work well with all the time and who we need to be cautious of and it's a whole thing everyone who knows my family will sit down and try and say oh I know who the favorites are in the family okay your mom likes this one more because she does this <laughs> and your mom likes this one the least because she does this but your dad likes this one but then he also thinks this about the other one so they they've all tried to mm-hmm. get it all figured out so mm-hmm. it's fun it's fun it's a unique little scenario <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> but what about you you're going to learn a fun fact about me if you don't already know this. Um, so there was a hot minute. I actually had a stepsister for a few years growing up. Um, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah. So I said it's a fun fact. New things. Okay. So she was a year younger than me. And I still actually, um, I don't know that we talk talk, but like we're friends on like social media, on basically all of our social media stuff like that. And I still say things to like, my old stepmom stuff like that but anyway um she was a stepsister through my dad um he he was married for a few years before he passed away so um she and I I think for the most part part got along pretty well because we were so close in age and she was younger as we know I get along with younger people a little (laughs) better uh the only thing that I ever really had an issue with was um I think I got jealous of her sometimes uh, mm. it was pretty easy to just feel jealous um she got to spend more time around like my dad and stuff like that where I didn't live with him all the time um but she's she was just really a, a great um human to have around and I miss her a lot so yeah. I don't think she's listening to this but if for some reason <laughs> for someday she does end up listening just know I miss you oh. um and then my brother so we are like polar opposite of what we were growing up we did not get <laughs> along growing up we had full-on wrestling matches and when I say wrestling I mean wrestling I went I went um what's the what's the wrestling terms see I don't WWE I, or yeah, whatever yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and see I don't watch wrestling so don't come for me I mean that's the only <laughs> term I was gonna say <laughs> but like I I was like full on like using my whole body weight so I'm not really scared of people in that way I will wrestle you so don't fight me this is why I would be fine in a city because I will just come for you um <laughs> I'd pay to but see that. It would actually be kind of great. I'll be on the news someday for that. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. But we, like, we fought all the time. I usually ended up with me in tears. So same. Uh, that's what happens when you're the younger sister. Uh, he's five years older than me, by the way. And mm-hmm. he's my half-brother. Um, but now it's completely different. Like, he is just one of my biggest supporters. And we get along, I would say, pretty well. I We don't fight or anything that pretty much that I know of. Um, obviously, like, we're still siblings. We might irritate each other every once in a while but usually it's just joking around but I would say yeah we're we're good friends we'll like play video games together or he'll come and visit me we go out to dinner um he let me sleep in his hoodie last night and it was way too big on me the funniest part (laughs) about us as siblings because we're half siblings remember so I got my dad's height and he got his dad's height neither of us really got our mom's height um but my mom is on the taller side Mm-hmm. I'm five four. He's six four. So we have just this massive difference in height. <laughs> it is so funny. Wow. And so he let me borrow his his hoodie last night, and it just drowned me. Um, not to be one of those quirky girls that's like, oh my gosh, boys no. jacket drowned me. Oh my gosh, I'm so small. But <laughs> <laughs> it it was just it was funny to me. Um, but yeah. I just, I enjoy having him around and I would say we get along pretty well now. So that's, that's that. Um, And for those who 
stayed on with us, you get to hear about our giveaway now. You guys. Oh. We are giving away an Amazon gift card for the whole smackaroonies. whole dollars. So. Thank you for helping us get to the season two and for supporting us and being there for us. Like we wouldn't have a podcast without you guys. I think like, obviously, you know, we try not to pay too much attention to views and stuff like that, but um, it's better having a lot of listeners than one, which is like one of our moms, you know? So and my mom (laughs) hasn't even figured out how to listen. So So it would be my mom. It would be, yeah, your mom. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's our way of saying thank you and we appreciate your support and appreciate you sharing with, with other people. And we hope that more people can find us just to find another community of people to listen to and participate in. So this giveaway is going to be through Instagram. So all of our links are in the description to our Instagram account. And once you get into our Instagram account, there are three things that you will do. You will follow us on Instagram or make sure that you are already following. You will like the post where we announce the giveaway. So by the time that you're listening to this, the post will already be up and live. Mm -hmm. And then in that post, you will tag three people who aren't following us. So after you do all of that, if you want extra entries, you can share the post on your story and tag us. And then if you continue to tag extra friends that aren't following us, then you'll receive an extra entry for every single extra person that's tagged. So after doing all of those things, you get all of your entries and the giveaway will end December 8th at midnight uh, Mountain Standard Time. And then we will announce the winner during our podcast on December 9th and we'll also post it on Instagram. So with this being an Amazon gift card, we looked through and we were able to see what our demographics look like and we wanted to open up the entries into to allow residents of the United States, Canada, Mexico, and the UK. Since we are advertising it as a $50 gift card, what we will need to do is if you live outside of the United States, so Canada, Mexico, Mexico and the UK, then we will be giving you an Amazon gift card based off of where you live. So we'll make sure that that we'll make sure that that currency is the equivalent to 50 US dollars. So you guys still get to get to join in because we appreciate all of our listeners everywhere. And maybe one day that one listener in Zimbabwe will get lucky when we open it up to you. (laughs) Yes, and maybe we'll have more from Zimbabwe, so we'll yeah. be able to open it up there. That would be great. We love our Zimbabwe listener. Um, we actually do have a bunch of countries are listening to us, which we just find so so super cool. Yeah, and we really really appreciate your support. Um, so this is definitely not the first giveaway we want to do, or like no. the only giveaway we want to do. We, we for sure want to do more and that is mostly dependent on you guys and, you know, give, continuing that support, continue to show us some love and yeah. we will give that right back. So <laughs> yes, we, we love the gift of giving. Yes, so we do. <laughs> it's the holiday spirit. Yeah. So um, I think that's that's it for this pot well yeah not this podcast but that <laughs> <laughs> that's it season two that's episode it. one done. bye guys we're no out more. <laughs> no is it for our first episode of season two though oh my gosh i know <laughs> so, that's so crazy. keep listening happy uh, hashtag not thriving thursday find us on instagram like you know share tag your friends win fifty dollars just a, a, a great way to start off the holidays and know that we're grateful for you. <laughs>